Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with my co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. Hello, Dr. Mystery with the real name. That's right. (laughs) M-I-S-T-R-Y. I'm a board-certified urologist. Um, We are currently seeing new patients. Absolutely love to tackle problems that others may not have tackled for you. So uh, we're really big fans of the second opinion. Common conditions that we will see patients as a second opinion for are chronic testicular pain or ball pain, as we call it around here, prostate cancer or other types of cancer where surgery or uh, non-surgical treatments have been recommended. Uh, We have a whole host of patients that we see for low testosterone, patients that have been getting treatment at other facilities or people that want to get their testosterone level checked or they want somebody else to take a second look at their testosterone. So if any of those things are happening or or you feel like your urologic care may benefit from a a fresh set of eyes, these are definitely things uh, that we really savor to take care of and and, and would love to see you for. Why do you think, um, what's the number one reason that we get a lot of referrals from little pop-up testosterone clinics? I think that there's a couple of reasons. Number one is in order to make prescribing testosterone easy enough, Mm-hmm. for anyone to do it. You have to have some rules so that you don't get into trouble. A frequent example of that is there's a, a myth that testosterone, exogenous testosterone will cause prostate cancer. So mm-hmm. that's a long-held myth. Why did that, that start? Was there a study that was misread or something? It was not misread. It's that if you have cancer of the prostate that spread somewhere and you take away all the testosterone in the body, mm-hmm. that cancer slows down. But it doesn't die. It just slows down. And so people took that information and then extrapolated the opposite side, which is that, well, if taking away testosterone starves the beast, maybe testosterone feeds the beast. What more recent testing has found is that there's a there's a level of testosterone above which the cancer will, it's immaterial to the cancer. And that level is probably somewhere above 150. So uh, if your testosterone level is 300 or 800, there is no evidence to show that taking testosterone is going to cause prostate cancer to form or cause any existing prostate cancer to grow more quickly. But getting back to your original question, the way we check prostate cancer in most cases is by finding an elevated PSA or prostate-specific antigen blood level. Uh, It's a test that's routinely done in men over 50 between the age of 50 and 70 to look for prostate cancer. And so if the number's high, you know, algorithmically, people want to have that person seen by a urologist uh, prior to prescribing the testosterone. It's because we want to make that easy. Now, another reason is because if you're getting testosterone, you may have other male problems like Mm-hmm. difficulty urinating or ED. ED or testicular pain. If the clinic that you're going to only does testosterone, if that's the only hammer they have, mm-hmm. then everything looks like it can get fixed by testosterone. Right. It's similar to those clinics that uh, are around that do penile injection therapy for erectile dysfunction. It's called intracavernosal injection therapy. So for those people, for those clinics, everything can be solved with an injection into the penis when maybe that's not really what the problem is. Maybe it won't fix it. Sounds like a party. That's right, I guess. You know, a terrible, terrible here, party. Come here for low libido or Peyronie's or for right. premature ejaculation or for erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... Every problem with your penis is going to get fixed with that injection. Mm -hmm. But because that's what they do, they sell injections, they're Mm -hmm. going to do that. We believe in a more kind of holistic approach. So not only do do I feel strongly that erectile dysfunction is connected to hormone levels, but I think it's connected to your overall health. 
mm-hmm. your weight. It's collect- connected to your neurologic system. If you have somebody that has a real narrow view of what's going on with you, then they'd be missing the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great example is people that have urinary complaints like urgency and frequency, but also have irritative bowel symptoms. Mm-hmm. Now, both those things can be caused by dietary issues, right. and dietary changes can affect both. Similarly, over the years, we've put a lot of connection between infertility and chronic skin conditions. There's hmm. there's some inflammatory mechanism that, that leads to perhaps increased you know infertility rates in people with certain dermatologic conditions and certain oh. certain metabolic conditions we see a ton of male fertility patients here mm-hmm. uh, we're we're incredible partners with uh, many of the reproductive endocrinologists or IVF doctors in town they send us patients who have complicated but unexplained infertility and we've found that up to 10 to 15 percent of those patients have undiagnosed chronic medical conditions like diabetes right. or high blood pressure and those things do affect your testicles and your sperm production because right. You know, if you're not healthy, your body doesn't think that you're in baby making mode. You know, it's almost like a like a where's your body going to put resources? Mm -hmm. If you're an undiagnosed diabetic, it's probably not putting it into making great healthy sperm. Right, and inflammation is a big discussion point. That's right. That's right. For us, you know, we believe that inflammatory conditions contribute to kidney stones Mm -hmm. and cancer development, obesity and low testosterone and erectile dysfunction, all the things we take care of. Right. One of our big pushes is nutritional guidance guided towards, uh, or nutritional guidance that's developed in a way to reduce uh, inflammation in the body. And we're just very pleased with uh, all of the people here that help us put that together. We have an on-site nutritionist, Robert Mendiola, excellent. Mm-hmm. Many of you who are patients of ours have been referred to our nutritionist. And if you think that there may be a nutritional component of your underlying medical condition, it's absolutely a tool that we are ready to use. Get it checked out. We do food sensitivity testing too. That's always a fun topic because <laughs> that's right. when you find out that you are gluten sensitive or dairy sensitive, your whole, whole world is rocked at that point. It is rocked. I did, did that to my husband, my stepsons, and my son. And they, they all did their food sensitivity tests with us, and all of them are uh, sensitive to dairy and wheat. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. There goes the pizza. It's really been awful. <laughs> they're feeling better, though. They do feel better, and they're teenagers, so they're following the guidelines, and they feel better. They're teenagers, so they're following yes. the guidelines. That doesn't they're make staying any away sense from wheat. They're staying away from dairy. They're not well, happy about it. That's but... well-behaved kids. <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> well, uh, our show thrives on your questions. That's uh, right. We, Donna, you got a question? We do have a question. Let me get to this one. I appreciate the questions. They come into armormenshealth at gmail.com. And again, that's armormenshealth at gmail.com. My husband was prescribed Bactrim for 30 days for an infection, Dr. Mystery. He went to a urologist for testicular pain and blood in his urine. At 14 days, he developed thrombocytopenia. He was on blood thinner, so this is very serious. Is 30 days the normal protocol? Can Bactrim cause this side effect? Thank you from a listener. That's a great question. Really, this has to do with two parts of this question. One is, how do we treat something like chronic epidit or uh, an episode of epididymitis which cause, can cause testicular pain mm-hmm. um, and blood in the urine which could be caused by prostatitis what is our standard kind of course of treatment for it mm-hmm. and then um, what are some potential side effects or, or negative outcomes of some of the antibiotics we give so uh, what's thrombocytopenia thrombocytopenia means that the platelet count dropped very low and the oh. platelets are what component of our blood help us stop clotting so if you're on a blood thinner that means you're already not clotting. And then if you're playlist low, that means you're even worse not clotting. Oh. And uh, I have to say that it's uh, that 
that thrombocytopenia uh, certainly could be a side effect of, uh, of of that medication. Whether that was the case in this situation, I, I couldn't say because there are blood thinners and other medicines that can also cause the, the platelet count to go down and other mm-hmm. medical conditions that cause the platelet count to go down. Um, it's an unexpected one, and uh, to be honest, not one that I specifically mention uh, when when we give Bactrim either. It's in a, in a, it's in the the uh, the foldout sheet that comes with the medication, um, but Bactrim for that condition is a very commonly used one in our clinic. Uh, we do have um, we do also use Cipro or a, or a quinolone kind of antibiotic, but those are associated with tendon rupture, uh, with uh, ligament injury. And uh, actually, uh, over the years, we, we've gotten away from using it routinely for these kinds of infections. So that, uh, that the antibiotic choice, I certainly have no strong argument with. And the length of time to treat is also something that is very consistent with what we do. We do um, about a 21-day course for most uh, uh, prostatitis infections because of how difficult it is for antibiotics to penetrate the, the prostate. It's a very kind of protected area and the testicle is even more protected so prolonged courses of antibiotics for both testicular and prostate infections are something that we do quite commonly the side effect is not common and uh, knock on wood i haven't seen thrombocytopenia with bactrim Hmm. but but recently as early as this year we did have a patient who had a very abnormal skin reaction uh, to Bactrim had really? um, oh, yes. had blistering and almost like a burn sensation and mm-hmm. um, it was highly unexpected not something that we've ever seen before mm-hmm. and just goes to show you that you know there's a give and take for almost everything that we do as doctors and there is right. a there's a risk inherent in virtually every intervention Mm-hmm. Just as there are risks of not doing anything, right? And um, uh, to the best of our ability, we try to educate our patients and, um, and educate staff. our staff and mm-hmm. educate ourselves. Uh, but uh, um, you know, atypical kind of reactions are unfortunately uh, atypical, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they, but they do happen. They're not impossible. Right. So uh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Thank you to that listener. We'll respond for sure. I will respond to each email, uh, but you can reach us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. Keep sending those questions in. We'll be right back. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 